This is Revisiting Haven. So I don't want you to panic. I know it seems like a very long podcast, but in actuality, it's two parts. The first part is where Amy and I play a guessing game trying to determine if in certain scenes of the switcheroo part one, if we're seeing Mara or if we're seeing Audrey, and we talk about that. The second part is our review of the switcheroo part one, and you can find that at 19 minutes and 30 seconds. So you can skip over straight to the review if you want, or you can keep listening and let us know if you think we're right or if we're wrong and why. So without further ado, here's Guess Who. Hey Havenites. So Amy and I, uh, I just got back from Comic-Con, so now I finally watched the full episode by myself and can actually study it. And Amy and I were talking about the scenes that were questionable as to whether it's Mara or Audrey. And we thought we would kind of go through those scenes and kind of figure it out together on and make arguments back and forth as to which is which. There are several we agree about, and there's one scene in particular we don't. So let, let's let's see how it goes, okay? Okay. And I think, uh, Amy, I think you have this analyzed more so than I have. <laughs> so I'm just going to put that out there as a preface. <laughs> <laughs> and I admire you for it. <laughs> okay. Um, that being said, I, I haven't studied this. It's just kind of my gut instinct that's going with this. Okay. Okay. So the first scene we're talking about is the Freddy. And this scene is at 1608 to about 1655. Um that's one persona. We don't know which. And then there's another persona that comes from 1655 to the end of the scene. And that's that's someone else. Apparently. Supposedly. Right. Maybe. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Amy and I both think that uh, when it's whispered, they switch bodies. At that point, it's Audrey. Yes. Okay. We, yeah. we both agree with this. Right. Do we need to justify this? Or are we gonna... Yeah, no, I think we should, because uh, if anybody doesn't think that, well, let's kind of give them why we think it is. Well, I love Nathan's idea to take her on a, take Mara on a case and bring out Audrey. Mm-hmm. But I guess did that backfire because now we don't know at the Freddy is this Audrey or is this Mara. But when the Audrey slash Mara says they switch bodies, I do think that was Audrey and you do as well. And Audrey, I think that's her, and Audrey would come out in that situation because she and Nathan worked cases like that all the time. She was always there with him when they were working cases. And I think Nathan did get her in an environment where Audrey could come out. I think you're right. I think Nathan knows Audrey the best and knows that by coming on this case, we're more likely to bring out Audrey without raising suspicion. That's his whole purpose behind this, right? Right. And then Audrey comes out. And Audrey's subtle, right? She comes out first instinct how to help this case, which is why she's being brought out. Right. But also, you see what she's kind of going through. Right. right? So Audrey solved the case. They switch bodies with something Audrey always does. And like you said, we, we see the torment and the struggle, Audrey versus Mara. And it's it's the fact that Audrey is so weakened. Right. Right. I, I think Mara wouldn't have played it as real. You know, she'd probably be like, oh, she's weak. Let me do this. But for what purpose would Mara have to pretend that it's Audrey at that moment? Yeah, and I'm having trouble finding a purpose. You know, it, it's it, it's a struggle because she could have done it at any point. She's been strong about the belief that I am Mara. Audrey is dead. So what right. benefit is it for her to switch tactics? good point see yeah yeah and so this is the whole talking right and so we're talking about this and the other thing that that drew me to this is 
the desperation that Audrey had. Okay. And I'm saying Audrey because I really believe it's Audrey. Right. Why would Mara even decide to present Audrey as being desperate? Yeah. And I also think, um, I agree with you 100% on that. And Audrey says, you know, keep treating me like Audrey, keep doing everything. Don't tell Mara that I, Audrey, was here. And that's held true to everything Audrey's told us previously. Uh, Audrey has always said, talk to Mara like she is Audrey. And in essence, she is saying that again right here. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the counter to that, where you could say that's Mara, is we know from the last episode that they strengthened Mara by letting her know all about Audrey and that Audrey was still in there. Uh uh, that's a kind of a weak counterpoint, in my opinion. I do think it's Audrey. Well, I, it's based on yeah. what you said, because it yeah, it's 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 the uh, lawyer in me. If you're gonna say that, then the same thing can be said that that's why she's so weak. Right. That's why Audrey is so weak and struggling. And you're right. And in every instance that Audrey has come out, she has said, "Please keep treating me like Audrey." Right. And. It's kind of new, the whole don't tell her that I'm here kind of concept, but the same state. And I think that's what the writers are doing is setting a precedent. Audrey is wants to be found. Treat me like Audrey. Treat me like Audrey. So they're they're following that precedent that they've already set. Exactly. And Nathan, having had the most exposure to Audrey coming out of Mara, has seen this. Yeah. And I, I agree. I think only Audrey would say, don't let her know I was here. Right. And when Mara came out in the previous episode, um, she was instantaneously angry, right? Yeah. The switch, like, Audrey disappeared, there comes Mara. It was, like, so instantaneous Mm -hmm. that in this episode, when Audrey goes away, please don't tell her I was here, there's that slight pause. Like, Audrey Uh is sinking back down and Mara is coming back up. Right. And, and they're starting, to my, my opinion, how I've seen, they're starting to show that more with these transitions between Audrey and Mara, where, to me, you can see Audrey fighting, or Audrey kind of feels and knows that Mara's coming back, and she's trying to hang on, and she's trying to fight, and she's pleading with Nathan. You can tell when Audrey knows Mara is coming back. And the other thing, yeah, which is why she was kind of pushing Nathan to the side, or pushing him Possibly, away. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. in the sense that she's coming kind of, hey, time to act again. Um, but the other thing I think is, you're right, that it's purposeful, this pause, is not only how weak Mara is, that you heard her sentences, I'm tired. Yes. Right? Mara says, I'm tired. I think this is significant. Okay. The fact that she is exhausted after Audrey has come out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Very good point. I think that's going to play into something down the road. I don't know what, but I think that's something. I'm paying attention to what they're doing. I think that is something, like a sign of Audrey was here. Because how do you know? Well, I feel exhausted. And maybe that's a trigger for Mara. Right. And we've seen Audrey come out when Mara is sleeping uh, in the spotlight episode when Mm -hmm. they were in the cabin. And then I guess that takes us, uh, Amy, right into our very next uh, scene here where Audrey slash Mara was that when she was sleeping in her apartment and Duke and Nathan were there talking about the case. Yes. And... This is the part, and this is a twenty-five twelve. If you're looking for a, a marker time, on th- we're basing this off iTunes episodes. So uh, around twenty-five twelve to about twenty-six twenty-seven before she falls back asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where Amy and I don't necessarily agree. Amy, who do you think this was? When she wakes up and says it's secrets. Yes, I thought that was Audrey, and I think it's Mara. Okay. 
Okay, so we'll, we'll establish that, and then let's see, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of talk about why, and see if okay. maybe we change our minds after we talk about it. I'm not sure if I thought this through as thoroughly as you did, Amy, but oh, I already <laughs> said that, so you go first. Okay. Um, in that first scene, when the initial scene, 16 away, at the Freddy, right? Okay. Audrey comes out, and she's like, I'm barely hanging on. Please keep talking to me, treating me like Audrey. Please keep treating me like Audrey. Right? She keeps doing that. Right. And she's barely hanging on, and Nathan recognizes it, right? I, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure Nathan kind of recognizes when Audrey is actually there. Right. So you have this scene, and she says it's secrets. And Nathan comes over and is like, how are you doing this? And I think it's because he's surprised by how, uh, by it. You know, he saw uh -huh. how hard it was for Audrey previously and for right. her to come back so soon almost uh -huh. and for her to maybe not seem as weak as she did previously. Right. I think he suspects like, wait, what? What is going on? And maybe okay. he doesn't know for sure, uh -huh. but some things just didn't jive for me. And that was um, keep doing everything. She said at the Freddy. Uh -huh. Audrey said at the Freddy, keep doing right. everything. Keep doing Do everything. everything. Right? Essentially, you're doing it. Don't let her know that I was here. I think Mara knows that Audrey was uh, came out because of how tired she was afterwards. I think she came okay. clued in on that. Uh -huh. And I think she is now faking it, meaning okay. Mara playing Audrey, uh -huh. to kind of set the stage and take over. I think she has a plan. And okay. I think convincing Nathan and Duke that this is her is part of it. And I think by acting like Audrey... Mm -hmm. Like she's coming out. Right. Is a part of that in the sense she says, Nathan, you can't take me on this case tomorrow. Right. That's the opposite of what Audrey said just previously, which is why I think Nathan is confused. Like, what? How am I supposed to treat you like Audrey if you don't do yeah. this? Right. It was weird. That's a good point. And, but the beauty of the writing in Haven is sometimes, you know, we never know for sure, right? We, we're kind of always have these questions. Now, when... Audrey says, or we think it's Audrey or slash Mara says it's secrets. Mm -hmm. And Nathan goes over to her. The first time I watched it, I bought it hook, line, and sinker that Nathan believed she was Audrey. But when you watch it again, you can kind of see the trepidation and the hesitation on Nathan's part. Yes. You know, that even he isn't 100% sure who that is. Right. Um, so there's, although I, I was tending to think it's Audrey, I mean, there is that point about Nathan's initial reaction. He's not 100% sure. Um, oh, I'm I with thought, you. No, I'm with you. And when yeah. I first watched this, when I saw it live, I was like, Audrey's back because Mara yeah. plays it so well. In my opinion, if that's Mara, she plays it so well. But that's why we love. There's all these layers to every episode of Haven or even every scene. And it's like you watch it the first time, you think this. You watch it the second time, and then you start remembering previous right. scenes. And, you know, so kudos to the actors and the writers because it's almost plausible to me it could be either character. And that's what we want as viewers, right? Right. So, but now, uh, um, Duke and Nathan were talking about the troubles. They were trying to solve it. They were talking about how we need Audrey. Uh, so it kind of plays into that that would be Audrey who woke up in that scenario where they're talking about her needing her for, to help solve the problems, the troubles. Um, yeah, you know, I mean. No, I think you're right. It was a perfect setup. Yeah. If, if that was Audrey waking up or sensing right. this, whatever, um, yeah. I think it's Mara who never was asleep and picked that moment to set the trap. Um, yeah. but it uses one of the three things, the love of Nathan, love of Duke, helping solve troubles. It is one of those three. 
Right, right. I just think that this is the perfect time that she starts her long-term plan of trying to get out of the chains. And in that, it was weird for me. I don't think Audrey would say, leave Duke here. He can do it. He can help me. Yeah, that was a little weird. I think that's just a little bit out of character, especially when she says, keep treating me like Audrey. Right. And knowing that, you know, and to say she's getting suspicious, I know what she's thinking. It's a little forceful to say that. Yeah. I mean, I think there was a little bit over the top in the be, sense be, of, because, really? Because at the Freddy, uh, where we think she's Audrey, she says, keep doing everything, keep treating me like I'm Audrey, right? Yeah, and, and I then, think... And then now in this scene in, in where she's in bed, where she's just said it's secrets, now she says, um, the more you try, the more Mara's defenses go up. So she's contradicting herself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So in that that sense, I might be coming around to your line of thinking, Amy, that when when uh, Audrey slash Mara wakes up in the bed and says it's secrets, that maybe that is Mara because she's just contradicted what she said at the Freddy. Yeah, and at for the her, Freddy, at, you know, at the Freddy, she told Nathan keep treating me like Audrey, and now here she is in bed saying, uh, "The more you try, the more Mara's defenses go up," and that's that doesn't jive. And also with that is how tired she wasn't when she came out, right? Okay, I mean. Right. Audrey barely can get these sentences out. She barely can get what she wants to say out. And then in this right. scene, she's, she has not only full sentences, she has a full plan. Right. In, despite the fact that, yeah, she's falling asleep and she's exhausted and, and kind of losing it, I think that's played very well. But I think that's what I think it is. I think okay. it's a ploy by Mara. Gotcha. So that's that's where we are. I don't know if I changed Amy Amy's mind, but oh, I, I you're on the little... fence. I get it. Yeah. I, I, I think I went from thinking it was Audrey to being a little more on the fence. But, uh, okay, so we've got our next scene with her, right? Yeah, so in this next scene, which is about 27, 25. Okay, and the, I'm going to actually divide this scene up, right, from okay. between here to the end. So 27, 25 to about 29, 17. That's one person Duke is talking to. And then he says, Audrey, and she kind of says, yeah, yeah, it's me. That's twenty nine seventeen to the end. So there's okay. those two parts. Personally, okay. I think it's Mara all the way through. I do as well, Amy. Okay. I think that whole time it is Mara playing Duke for Mara's benefit. Now, Duke thinks it's Mara who turns into Audrey. Um, until we hear later on that Duke says it's Mara playing, Mara faking Audrey. Right. He says that, but, you know... It, Initially, when this whole thing happened, I was like, wait, what's going on? And I think, like Amy said, the cre the credit has to go to the writers for this. Right. For doing such an amazing job in confusing us. And, you know, you stirred the pots. We'll talk yeah. about that in the review, but you, you guys stirred the pot. Well, we got, well, we know that um, when Duke was, yes, they did stir the pot. Do you want to end it now or do you want to talk a couple little points here? No, no, no. We're, we're not going to talk points, but... Okay. Um, we're going to talk about that in the, in the larger review. This is just so if anybody wants to hear our thoughts about this. Um, okay. I just, you know, you stirred the pot and it got me going. So thank you for bringing me back. Um, well, I disagree with, I, I, I agree with you that it's Mara. So I disagree yes. with Duke. Duke, when he was in Nathan's body, said she's been Mara since you took her out of the goal. Yes. So I, think, I think you and I, Amy, we disagree with Duke on that point. Yes. Um, and I think that when she was laying in the bed with Duke. Again, I do think she was playing Duke the whole time. Um, I mean, she's evil and she plays on your emotions. And um, It's you know, right up her alley. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think the reason we we disagree about this is because Duke wasn't at the Freddy. Correct. Right. For all there. he knows, yes. he thinks Mara had a long game plan, end game for this, and was faking it from the get. When right. in actuality, Duke doesn't know that Audrey came out, right? Successfully, right. And honestly, Duke's had what two exposures to Audrey coming out to Nathan's multiple. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I tend to agree with Nathan that she came out at the Freddy, and I think he doubts himself because of the fact that um, Duke said, you know, that's Mara pretending to be Audrey, and it's just hit him, hey, that's possible. But I, I definitely believe Duke um, when he tells Nathan uh, that, you know, Duke says, I knew the kiss was nothing, and Mara says it's something, and that's how I know it's Mara, not Audrey. I, I fell for that, and I do believe that. Yeah, yeah. So, as you can see, this is why we think towards the end uh, was Mara playing right. a game. I think she's trying to convince Duke to let her out, which yeah, is to, Duke to realized. Yeah, to get unshackled. And if we think a little uh, bigger picture here, mm -hmm. I don't think up to through these five episodes we have seen Mara really playing um the part of audrey have we i mean we haven't really seen her evilness where she's like oh you thought i was audrey no i'm mara i think it's kind of time if you look at the big picture for us to come into an episode where that starts to happen yeah we have not had that and so yeah, now so it's... it kind of makes sense that we're due for that and yeah. also next this is the old switcheroo part one and part two the old switcheroo could refer to mara is it audrey is it mara is who's switching you know which personalities is she switching between? oh good point so, so it's not just the um Everyone else that's switching, it could be Mara and Audrey switching. Yeah. So um, those are the reasons we think. But I, I also think that at the end, this plan of Mara's that Duke figured out, mm -hmm. I think that's why she wanted Duke there. She wanted to seduce Duke to let into letting her out of those chains. Gotcha. Which is why she got rid of Nathan previously. Gotcha. Which is why I think it's Mara since the goal. Okay. So that's what uh, Amy and I think. As you can see, I think Audrey was only at in the Freddy and everything else was Mara. Amy thinks also Freddy, um, maybe yes. a little bit in the gull. She's not sure. Or Audrey's apartment. Uh, but we both agree it was Mara afterwards. Correct. So let us know what you think. We'd love to hear you on, on Twitter or in the comments. What do you think? Do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? I know this episode has a lot of uh, talk going which is great and I, I this is why i think everybody needs to kind of take a moment before uh giving your judgments on this episode and this episode was written by scott shepherd and cindy mccreary so right. thanks guys for giving us something to talk about and rewatch and figure out right and uh, keeping us on the cliffhanger for part two coming up on friday at seven o'clock yes so check us out uh the next episode will be a review on the episode overall which we have plenty more thoughts about, but this was just a mini thing to give you guys uh, a heads up. Thanks. Hey, Havenites. Uh, welcome back. Uh, hope you enjoyed listening to Amy and I discuss the guess who scenes. Is it Mara? Is it Audrey? That we did previously. And uh, now we, here we are with a review, or at least our discussion and, and feedback on the Suchiru. But before that, of course, we got a little bit of news. Yeah, this is Amy, the other Amy. Amy and I are going to split up the news a bit. We know um, 
Eric Balfour has his clothing line, Electric and Rose, launching on October 15th. And their website is electric, excuse me, electricandroseclothing.com. And I know a bunch of Havenites are already in the loop on that, and they follow their Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, et cetera. But their website will be electricandroseclothing.com, October 15th. So keep an eye out for that. And we heard um, from a tweet uh, or an Instagram from Sean Pillar that Colin Ferguson is coming back, directing episode 20. Colin himself said he was returning to Haven, and then Sean Pillar came out and said that he'll be directing episode 20. Now, that, and, doesn't, that doesn't mean he's only directing, so we don't know. Right. We don't know. Is he coming back as William? We, we're not really sure. He could still be coming back as William. He could also be directing. We'll just have to see, right? Right, because Jason Priestley, you know, came back and only directed, so it's possible right. it's just directing only. Yeah, um, but we don't know. So, hey, typical with Haven, you never really know. Right. And then um, the final little webisode, Haven Origins, came out, episode three. So there's three of those, and that should be done with now. And Amy and I are going to do a podcast, separate podcast, just talking about those webisodes because we both have lots of theories. Yeah, so that should be a lot of fun. So yeah. look for that. That's probably going to be this week or the next when we get a chance. Uh, right. We'll definitely do that. Um, anything else you have, Amy? I think that was it. Okay, so... There's one other thing that I found. No, I didn't find it. Uh, thanks to Pauline Paranak for finding this little tidbit and sharing it with me. Um, William Shatner took over BBC America last week, and someone had asked the question, Good evening, sir. Which role are you the proudest? Is there any dream role you wish to play? Pound hashtag Ash Shatner. And he responded, I will be appearing as an interesting character in the TV series Haven. I haven't seen the complete script yet, but, and um, I should really follow out what the but is, but um, <laughs> uh, that's kind of exciting if it happens, if it works out. So there's a possibility. If, that... you think of, if you think of William Shatner's career and body of work, and he answered that question with Haven in an episode, you know, something he's yet to do, that that's what he's so excited about. That's very, I love it. That's awesome. So, y'all can bombard William Shatner if you want, uh, or not. (laughs) Don't scare him away. Oh, we should clarify, Amy, that was on Twitter. That was on Twitter. So search for BBC America tweets, because he took over BBC America and did this. So that tweet is from uh, October 10th, 2014, 11.20 a.m. on the BBC America user very thing cool. so very check cool. it if you want it's it's a rumor because as always this isn't confirmed or anything but right the possibilities out there which would be great for the show and i love william shatner and everything he does i um did meet him at new york comic-con which he is the nicest man and so you just met him yesterday amy is that right yeah actually yeah, it was yesterday wasn't it saturday Uh, nicest man and if he does come to Haven we'd be very lucky wondering how it would be what what capacity and if we were lucky enough to get an interview with him I think our our weeks would be made totally you (laughs) guys should tell him even if we just got one question answered, that would be the best (laughs) just tweet a question that would be great we'd have to find the one question that all the Haven fans want answered the most right What's on the mind of the Haven fans? And that's the one question we'd have to ask what the fandom wants to know. Right. So, but you guys should always just be watching Haven and getting your friends. And let's let's get people watching on Netflix and then bring them watch live so we can kind of increase the audience for, for right. him. 
Fridays at 7 p.m. on Sci-Fi. Yes, and um, I had gotten a few tweets about people who were concerned about the ratings and wanted me to kind of, I guess, shine a positive light on it. Here's what I will say. Don't panic just yet. We just switched to this new time slot. People are still getting accustomed to it. We're getting accustomed to it. Again, we recognize it's not necessarily ideal, but it's the best solution in an otherwise rocky situation. Right. And everybody, we all need to remember, hey, excuse me, sci-fi made this move because they want the show to succeed and they want to get that viewership back to where it was. Um, So kudos to sci-fi and let's uh, just keep on supporting the show. Yeah. So if we could, you know, um, be positive, try not to knock sci-fi and let's see what happens. Best we can do is watch live and hope for the best. Right. Okay. That being said, let me just say one more thing. Uh, there was an outburst of, of flurry of tweets after this past episode. Some people being frustrated, some people um, not knowing how to share their enthusiasm and whatnot of um, confusion. Or Let's just say there was a little negativity going on. And if you guys could kind of, you know, don't bash anyone. Right. Try to be positive. Keep things civil. The show is great. We all have a great time. And let's just keep doing that. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I myself wasn't able to live tweet this past Friday. Um, we all know real life throws us curveballs, and, you know, things happen. Uh, but I hope to do that again this Friday and just stay behind the show. Stay positive. There's a huge Haven fandom on Twitter. I think everybody's awesome. Let's just keep up the positive vibes, you know? Absolutely. And one last thing, Brian Milliken had tweeted and said, you know, this is just a small part in a bigger story, which would be the second part coming out this week and then that is also just a small part in a bigger story that is still being told so keep that in mind as you're watching i mean we all felt emotions as we went through this episode some more than others um (laughs) but let's just you know make it a still a a friendly place to for people to come okay absolutely that's all we're saying so let's get back to the positive stuff this episode chock full of things Yes, and this was a new writing team that we really haven't seen, I don't believe, on Haven. This was Cindy McCreary, writ, uh, wrote this episode along with Scott Shepard. Now, Scott Shepard is of Pillar Sagan Shepard, one of the producers of Haven, and he's been with the show from the uh, get-go, I do believe, is my understanding. Uh, but he and Cindy teamed up and wrote this episode, and they wrote part two as well. So uh, it was some fun stuff to see from a new writing team. And, and you know... It's new for both of them writing for Haven, yes, but they're not new writers in general. So, you know, when a writer writes an episode of Haven, they really want to get us talking. They really want us to get us thinking, and they want to elicit a reaction. Right. I will say they were very successful in doing <laughs> all of those things. <laughs> oh, am they, I wrong? They, they did. They, no, they did. But they, they blew knew up Haven. Twitter. Yeah. They know Haven, they know the show, and they they threw some twists at us that we weren't quite expecting. No, and before we get to those twists, you know, let's let's talk about the other stuff. But we'll we'll talk about the reactions that people had and why and what we thought about that, and okay. uh, we'll go from there. But let's talk about some of the other things that happened in this episode first. What do you think, Amy? Ah, uh, where to start? Uh, the humor. There was a lot of humor in this episode. Um, Dwight and Gloria switching bodies. Let's talk about them first. What uh, an amazing job that Jane Eastwood and Adam Copeland did portraying each other's character. I mean, their scenes were just laugh out loud throughout the whole, you know, hour that Haven was on. 
they were awesome. Uh, I th- it was very hard for me not to write every every um, all the dialogue between Other the two pro- characters. Yeah, yeah. You know, because uh-huh. it was just hilarious what they would say. I mean, things like, it's hard to hold a scapel with these catcher's mitts. You know, <laughs> I'm lucky I got through this autopsy. You know, I don't, yeah, uh, I don't know about you, kiddo. <laughs> just left and right, all these hilarious things, you know. I try to eat healthy, Gloria. We could go on just with this thing, okay? Yeah, with so, the milkshakes and the donuts. Yeah. and um, Hands oh, down, and, I loved it. Oh, and when I do have to, I mean, when when Dwight put the uh, the purse over his shoulder, although he was it was really Gloria in Dwight's body, and he put the purse over his shoulder, that was that was choice. That was awesome. It was great. Um, you guys can find a lot of those quotes. I did put them uh, in the post. Note that the the name I put isn't the person's body, but who is saying it. Okay. So if, if it's Gloria in Dwight's body, I put Gloria. So okay. you can find the quotes online. Uh, they're the ones I found. Of course, there are others. You can look those up and yourself if you miss it. It was also funny that Nathan found their switch funny. That was, I liked seeing Nathan, you know, laughing at them. That was fun. But hey, Amy, what's the secret between Dwight and Gloria? Is it just one secret? Does it have anything to do with Cincinnati? I was wondering, and, you know, Gloria, the wacky tobacco, I didn't know, was she talking about marijuana? Now, is that a secret? Mar- I don't know. Medicinal marijuana is legal in Maine, so I'm not so sure that that makes sense. That was one of my theories, but um, it's not legal in Ohio, where Cincinnati is, but well, it is le- it's legal in Maine, so I'm not, I don't know what the deal is there. The wacky tobacco. Well, I mean, at the same time, it doesn't have to be secret that's illegal you know it could be the fact that she's taking it that's the secret or it might be something bigger uh it might be that she's trying to overturn the guard i don't i don't know yeah if the wacky tobacco in cincinnati and the the package that was delivered to gloria i don't know if that's part of the secret between dwight and gloria you know if gloria is up to something a little illicit and dwight's the chief of police you know that would she would be keeping that a secret from him well Um, i feel that this is setting up something more and as we know from the writer's interview Gloria is going to have a, a bigger role this season and uh, a little bit more prominent in an upcoming episode. So looking forward to seeing that. Absolutely. And so they weren't the only hilarious couple. Or This is true. Uh, let's talk about uh, Dave and Vince. Oh, my gosh. They were the best. I Well, those... Well, and it was hard for me, like, when Vince was in Dave's body and vice versa. You know, they're so similar at times. It was a little, um, is that Vince or is that Dave, you know? I had yeah. to kind of ask myself, you know? Yeah. Unlike um, Dwight and Gloria, where the opposites are very much apparent. Yes. Dave and Vince are very similar. They're both cranky adults. Yes. Old men who um, bicker. Yes. So and the so fact that we the- switch bodies doesn't change the fact that they're still bickering. Exactly. And you, you sometimes you didn't know Dave was in Vince's body speaking, but that sounded like a Vince line, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they were still uh, hilarious with Dave being frustrated that Vince didn't show up for coffee, you know, yes. making him buy the coffee. Of course, that was prior to the switch. Right. Uh, right. Sorry. Yes. But, but I just point, thought that was a funny line. Them, we can we can always rely on them for a lot of the brevity and the humor in Haven. Yes. And, and why? Okay. So let's talk about the, the, why they did switch. Right. Okay, because well, Vince went, Vince went to, uh, 
to Monteo, uh, North Carolina. Yeah, Vince went to Maneo or Monteo or however we pronounce however it's it. pronounced. Uh, to to investigate Dave's adoption and find out about the family there in that uh, city where Dave was born, and you know, and that his birth certificate listed that address at two seven zero Maywood in Mateo, North Carolina. So Vince went there to investigate that, and they uncovered a lot, especially a lot. especially the fact that. Um, Skip Duhan and Allison Duhan have some connection to Haven, Maine. Correct. Uh, right. In, in particular. Was, yeah, oh, go ahead. She, was the, she was the owner of the cafe where Vince went initially and the cafe slash historical society. Uh, she told Vince about the lost Roanoke colony uh, and how the word Croatoan came about. And she lives in the house of what was listed for Dave's adoption. Right, Dave's birthplace, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And not only that, she's married to Skip, who we think, or predict, or guess, or hypothesize, brother right. is Jeffrey Duhan. There's some relation to Jeffrey Duhan, who was at the Freddy yeah. and who's has a trouble. Tr- right, who we believe is the troubled guy who's setting off this switch, switching trouble. Right, or it may be uh, Skip, because you got to remember the guard relocated people. So right. is it Skip who was it? And my money is Skip because, uh, you know, if you look at the scene where uh, Vince was getting the coffee or whatever, he br- Skip was there in that scene and brushes uh-huh. by Vince. Okay. So that would be my guess mm-hmm. or hypothesis that Skip has some connection to it. But the fact that there is a troubled person in North Carolina right, married to a woman who's house has been in the family for generations and there's an open thinny yeah there's there's just a little too much this is not a coincidence it can't be (laughs) now uh i was telling amy this when i think it was see no evil they mentioned that there were five thinnies correct and we thought that those were all the thinnies and now we have one in north carolina what does that mean yeah so are there thinnies everywhere and is this thinny there because of dave and because that's his uh birthplace um or did the thinny open up because dave was physically in you know there Mm -hmm. is that why the thinny opened because dave was there again or was the thinny always open because it's his birthplace what's the reason it was open and Um, not closed like the ones in haven right well did jennifer close all those in haven was it jennifer that's we don't know for sure. That's you're these right. are the questions we have, folks. Yeah, yeah. And so, as as we say, you know, Havens always has us thinking and rewatching and thinking. As you know from when we discussed uh, the Mara Audrey questionable things, even this between Dave and Vince, there are so many questions. Well, what is going on with the wound on Dave's leg? It is getting worse. Is that? It definitely doesn't look better. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a continuity issue. I think that. That wound is getting worse, and there's something to that. Um, but he got that wound on the other side, we think. Uh, well, we don't know how he got that wound. Remember, they have a time blank. They have a, a oh, that's right. A that's absence right. of we, time, so it could have been yeah. during that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that was what sent Vince Vince to uh, Mateo to start with was uh, because the therapist wrote the word Croatoan, and that kind of led Vince to Mateo and. It's just so interesting. They're tying it together, but they're leaving us with all these questions still, as Haven will do. Yes, um, which is why, guys, we're not we're not watching these. We're watching them live and not 
marathoning it. So we got to kind of be patient a little bit because these questions are being answered just with breadcrumbs. Right. And, and, and I will say, because we, we're going to do that uh, podcast on the, the Haven Origins webisodes, some of the information we learned in this episode of Haven ties back into the webisode series. So exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Uh, which brings us to the topic of all Haven episodes. Mara, Audrey, Nathan, Duke? Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so... We won't go back and forth between who's who and, and whatnot, because we talked about that in the beginning, if you listen to that. If not, um, the summation is, I think that Audrey was only at the Freddy. I don't think okay. she was in the other scenes. I think that was Mara pretending to be Audrey, because she's right. manipulative like that. Exactly. And I was of the thought that uh, Mara was in the Freddy, and perhaps uh, when she woke up and said to... Uh, Nathan secrets, right? Uh, but I, I'm on the fence on that. I'm a little uh, less convinced after Amy and I had our little separate uh, podcast where we talked about that. And I think Amy and I are in agreement that at the end, when Audrey is with Duke, that that was Mara the whole time. Right. So the thing we learned about uh, this trouble is if one person dies, the other switched person dies as well. Which, which isn't good because at the end, I mean, we've got Dwight and Gloria switched, we've got Vince and Dave switched, and, and we've got Nathan and Duke switched. Yes. So we've got to get this problem, this trouble solved so that our characters are no longer in danger. Well, they're really in danger, though, right? Because Duke, his trouble is getting worse, and he needs to let loose a trouble or he'll die, which means right. that Nathan will die. Exactly. And they can't do that without Mara. Right. And if it's Audrey, then that's a problem, right? right? Because she doesn't know how to do it. Right. Uh, and if it's Mara, well, uh, they need to convince her to help them, which is also right. probably a problem. Right, because she's going to use that power over over Duke and perhaps Nathan. The only one who can solve, solve this issue for Duke is Mara. She's the only one who can release the troubles and save his life. Yep. So she's going to use that power to her advantage. Wouldn't you? Of course. I mean, yeah. if she's evil and she's evil and she's wicked. So of course, of course yeah. She's and she's very manipulative and she's very much about quid pro quo. Quo. Right. So yes. we'll yeah. have to see how that one plays out. But I, I have to say first, very impressed with Eric Balfour and Lucas Bryant and how they portrayed each other. Oh my God, I loved uh, Duke in Nathan's body. Oh man, I thought Lucas killed it. That was the best. He his the mannerisms were there. Everything. Uh, uh, the frustration uh, of dealing with Nathan. The facial expressions. The, um, the first yeah, thing, Duke, I can't feel anything. The first thing he right. says, I can't feel anything. Oh, right. this is not good. Right. He even had, we know that uh, Eric slash Duke is left-handed. I think that Lucas played his the role of Nathan as Duke left-handed. Um, everything was just perfect the way they played each other. And you even it, had Eric Balfour with the stoicism of Nathan. Yeah, and he's always being quiet and just very, uh, uh, not not a lot of words. Well, also in holding back his frustration, especially knowing that there's a secret between Duke and Audrey and yeah. being confronted with it, not mm -hmm. having to give it up in front of Mara, yeah. you know, I, he did an amazing job as, because that's what Nathan would do. Right, and he didn't want uh, Mara to know about the switch. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. He played it really well, so it was... 
Nathan pretending to be Duke uh, without giving it up. I think they did a great job. So I, I just think we had to say that. Oh, it was it was highly entertaining. Loved it. And, you know, so now Nathan and Duke have to find a way to solve the trouble and at the same time save Duke, who has yeah. to release a trouble. Right. But what trouble? And what are they going to do? Oh, now, he, he, maybe yeah. we should talk about how they got switched. Okay, the secret between the two of them. Yeah. And it played out in the episode that it was the kiss in Colorado. It was um, implied. Yes. And well, it, was, it wasn't implied. I think it was played out. But, but Amy, as you have, go ahead and give me your thoughts on that. Like, you never really know for sure. Okay. So what I was saying is, is, is it the actual secret? Meaning, it, does the secret have to be discussed? Like, what does it mean? Just the fact that they have a secret? We don't know. So, for me, I was saying, I was thinking when I talked to Amy about this is, is that actually the secret? Because Duke confessed it, and they didn't fix each other. Right. Right? They're still stuck. Right. So, there could be two things in my head. One, that's not the secret. Okay. Or, or that's not the only secret. And two, maybe the troubled person has to deal with whatever secret they're holding. Right, because usually, usually that's very good because usually the troubled person has to resolve their emotional burden, their emotional struggles, and then the other folks who are affected will be cured. Right, and so that was uh, just me spitballing it, but yeah, um, yeah, the majority of the fandom believe that it was Colorado. And was the secret, okay. Was the secret, and um, I get that. I see why. I just like to play devil's advocate on, on occasion, and uh-huh. so... The reason for the switch is probably because um, Jeffrey Duhan had touched Nathan. They switched. They have a secret between each other. And now Nathan is faced with Mara, who we believe is Mara, could be Audrey, whatever the case. They are facing each other because they're talking about Colorado. Right. And Nathan is learning about the kiss in this scene. So I just want to talk really quickly about this Colorado thing. I well, love, well, initially, I love the flashback to... Audrey and Duke's first meeting. I love that. I thought that was perfect. And I love that we learned a little bit uh, extra about Duke. Uh, he salvaged the rental car that went over the cliff. Yeah. And he, he kept the money. I mean, that's, I wish that the secret between, uh, between Nathan and Duke comes out something like that, a little tidbit that we don't know about them or mm-hmm. some, some secret that's going to give us a little bit about their background or their bromance or their right. history. Right. That's what I'm hoping for. And it would be great. It would. Um, maybe it is. Uh-huh. We'll cross our fingers. My, the issue, I understand why Colorado was, was discussed. Right. I guess the only issue I have is the fact that they used the flashback scene uh, in the episode. Right. I'm getting a little tired of seeing that flashback scene. I gotta admit. Well, even Eric Balfour in the Cast Talks uh, uh, little video said that One Kiss has never gotten so much distance for one guy. <laughs> Yeah. And and he Eric Balfour goes on to say that Duke is resigned that Nathan and Audrey are meant to be together. And I think I think we've all uh accepted this. Audrey has said it. You right. know, it's not I don't have an issue with that. I just I think that uh and you know, we're all backseat directors and, and whatnot. Um I would have probably preferred that they had just discussed it. I don't feel like we needed a flashback to that scene when we had that flashback to their first meeting. I thought that was more powerful. Um, yeah. And I thought, uh, Amy and I were talking about this, 
why did Duke choose that memory to be the one to try and talk to Audrey and bring her out? Yeah, because Duke is the one who brought up Colorado and the kiss. And we know Mara has Audrey's memory, so he can't really, he can only test Mara to a certain extent with this knowledge. Um, of course, if she's Mara, she's going to say, or if she's Mara pretending to be Audrey, she's going to say she remembers because she has all of Audrey's memories. And and maybe uh, to to the credit, it was Mara who said, can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I thought I would have, I probably would have appreciated it more if Duke had used his goodbye to Audrey in Thanks for the Memories. Right, right I, before Audrey went into the barn. I thought that was a much more powerful scene. Uh-huh. And it really w- was haven't we used Colorado enough? I mean, they have more moments between them. They do. They do. Yeah. Yeah. They have definite moments of friendship and, and love, you know. Uh, they do. Love. Yeah. Their love Absolutely. and thanks for the memories was very powerful. Yeah. It was a beautiful scene. Right. Well acted. Give me a flashback of that. Right. And it is interesting, this whole so far in season five, They, you know, it's kind of all all been... Audrey and Nathan declaring their love for each other every time Audrey comes out, you know. Um, and for them to kind of throw in the Colorado thing, we thought we put it to bed last episode. But I'm sure there's a reason, and this was only part one of the episode. And I think the secret, it's going to come out more, and, um, you know, maybe we'll learn more about it. That's what I'm, I can't imagine we won't. Well, if nothing else, we know now that there are secrets out there. People have secrets between each other. Um, I think. They wouldn't have mentioned a secret between Gloria and Dwight if we weren't going to learn more about it. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to figure out whatever secret is between Nathan and Duke, even though he said that is the secret. All right. If it is, we'll just confirm it. Right. But and I, we'll, we'll find out, you know, how is Mara? Mara's trying to use Duke or something because she lied to Duke in the scene. And she said that that kiss meant something that Duke Duke stopped kissing. And we know all that's not true. And Duke confirmed that's not true. So what's Mara's? motive here so my my prediction is that and guess is that mara is trying to seduce duke into either submission or get get her out of the handcuffs or foot cuffs or however leg cuffs whatever you want to call it right um i think she's trying to get out of these shackles so that she can control duke because all Mm -hmm. she has to do is put her hand on him and then she's like you know yeah there are troubles inside of you. I don't need the aether, probably. I don't know. Um, but I think she's trying to get out, and I think she's using Duke. Because she's not going to get through Nathan. I think she realizes that. Her right. best bet in this situation is Duke. Mm-hmm. She divided already, if I'm right, and that was Mara. She's already divided them. Right. And now she's just trying to conquer. <laughs> That's true. That's true, because she said to Nathan, you can't take me on this case. Um, you can't take me back on the case again, so... Uh, if that was Mara, I'm, in our separate podcast, I kind of thought that was Audrey, but I'm seeing a little more the light that that could have been Mara. But we'll find out. And that's that's the exciting thing uh, about all of this. Um, as as tough as it is, I got to say, um, you had to rewatch to pick up on all these things that we've picked up on. Right. In real time, I had no idea what was going on. And I got to admit, I was like, in shock i was like what is going that's audrey what is yeah. she doing and right. you know i had that kind of a reaction which is probably what the writers wanted 
Oh, absolutely. That's um, one thing about Haven. I always have to watch it two or three times. Yeah. To really, to so, really think, you know, was that this play? Was it happening this way or was it happening that right. way? So, uh, writers, congratulations. You you definitely got a reaction out of everyone. And upon repeated watching, I, I figured out your game plan, at least, I think. <laughs> and I understand. You think you have it figured out. I think. You know. I, I have no idea. But um, you've successfully got me thinking. Um, but I could have done without the uh, heart palpitations. Yeah, yeah. And the cliffhanger because, you know, like like we said, everybody's got – we got to get this trouble resolved because if one person dies, who switched, the other one does. And, you know – Yeah. And Audrey, if she's back – you know, is Audrey around to help us resolve this trouble? You know. You know, Ooh. I got I to say uh, it's definitely taking some – taking some time to get used to these double formats yes uh yeah. not the biggest fan but i understand why they have to do it mm-hmm. um you know anybody well, who's I, I, marathoning these episodes are gonna love it yeah well it's changing it up it's always fun to change it up a little bit and as a viewer you know it's kind of a new experience for us within the realm of haven so I, i'm okay with it well i think it just means that we need to learn patience yeah, it just means we all have, like you said, heart palpitations that give heart attacks throughout the week while we wait the week between episodes. But other than that, everything's great. No, yeah, absolutely. And, and we just have to, to remember, keep in mind, guys, as you watch this, and, and I have to do this too, these are pieces in a larger puzzle. Exactly. So until next time, keep watching this episode and pick up on the other things and let us know if you agree with me or, or uh, um, Amy about who's who. In our guessing who game. All right. Till next time, guys. Peace. This is Revisiting Haven.